None of us knows, Major. We don't know who we are. We don't know where we are. Each of us woke up one moment, and here we were in the darkness. Nani? That's the question we asked ourselves. Drive the bus, bus driver. Back up! Make you all tingly and excited. Back up! Drive the bus, bus driver. Back up! Make you all tingly and excited. Back up! I can do. Make you all tingly and excited. Be even funnier if she wasn't dead. Baka. Make you all tingly and excited. Baka. Have you accepted Jesus as your personal savior? Baka. Betty, 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 cute. Ah! Betty, 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 cute. How do you like my swimming? All right, everybody. It's 4:30. School is finally over. Time to go home, load up that bong, and watch Pokemon. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Or, I think that's actually kind of a weird, <laughs> a weird thing to say, kicking things off. Good afternoon. You could be listening to this at any time. You could be sleeping to this or uh, listening to it on the way to work at whatever time you work. Who knows? Who cares? I care. I care about you. That's right, you. Specifically you, viewer. Viewer. <laughs> That's right, Susan. <laughs> How freaky would it be if uh, some <laughs> someone named Susan was listening to this? How, how hard would that throw them? But frankly, I don't know anyone in their 20s that... Uh, <laughs> Would be named Susan. I've not met very many Susans my age or Nancys or any of those old people names. Not a thing that happens very often. <laughs> but hey, you know, it can happen. Uh, I've finally sort of gotten to the point where my analytics are finally giving me some feedback here on the website. Uh... So apparently, according to my analytics, uh, my audience is considered 100% female. 100%. So fucking, ladies, how's it going there? Thank you for listening to my beautiful, handsome voice. I appreciate your patronage. I gotta figure out what ladies like. I've never known, I've never been attractive to women before. It's, uh, this is a different kind of feeling, I tell you what. Also, thank you guys, everybody who's been listening so far. Please remember to share these episodes with your friends if you, if you like them. Don't share anything you don't like, because if you don't like it, I probably don't like it either. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining Anime Anchor for today. Man, I had been so, so sick. I had finally, whenever I recorded the last episode, I was finally getting better. But, uh, because I go back to work tomorrow, I'm finally all better. I don't have the Rona anymore. The Rona is gone. The Rona is dissipated. Disappeared. It is bye bye. Bobo, bye bye. It's babashed. Can you tell I've been drinking just a little bit to sort of loosen up for this? 
But I'm going back to work tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. As much as I've enjoyed having the time to rest here, I uh, really just kind of am tired of being around my house. I live in just a little bitty apartment with three other people. So being stuck in here all the time just by myself. And I love the people I work with, not live with. I do. I think they're wonderful people. I enjoy all of them quite a bit. But, you know, being stuck in there all the time is kind of rough. It can get kind of uh, not so fun sometimes. Even just like, you know, all of us are people, all of us have our problems. But sometimes I don't like want to hear about everyone's problems all the time. It's nothing personal. It's just... Oh, <laughs> you know, because, you know, I don't have a lot to complain about. I feel like my life is pretty sweet. <laughs> I get that not everyone's like that, but goddamn, that doesn't mean I, <laughs> this is probably making me come off as like the most sort of like anal asshole. I just, I don't mean for that. I just get, you know, shit isn't that complicated for me. Let me tell let me put it to you this way, guys. I used to have depression. I did. And back then, every every time I went out, it would be some sort of ordeal. You know? Like, someone would say something to me that I didn't know how to feel about. And I'd just fucking, fucking wrestle with it for several days. And then I, I would let it... I would let... <coughs> I would let something that someone said to me at the beginning of the week ruin the whole rest of the week for me. And I just sort of got to the point where that was exhausting. I had to start deciding to let shit go. Otherwise, I'd always be stressed out. I'd always be unhappy. And for the most part, I feel like I've uh, I've gotten to the point where I'm not so bad with that. I've grown as a person. I've started doing things like I've been eating better. I've been more wise with my money. I've been doing this show, which gives me something... To look forward to every single week. I really enjoy recording the show. And watching the shows I talk about. For the show. Which I mean. I, I, <laughs> I'm a little bit behind. This is the last backlog show I have. Until I have to like really grind through Mushishi for next week's episode. Uh, but you know. Oh well. If I don't have Mushishi finished uh, by the time next episode comes out, I'll probably I'll come up with some other sort of topic. Because, uh, you know, I'm pretty good at finding things to talk about, usually. I mean, I think. <laughs> oh, man. So, the episode... The topic episode, episode, the topic show for today is uh, Studio Ghibli's, I believe, second highest grossing film ever, which is Princess Mononoke. Also, well, I don't know if that's true or not. This is the more, most violent of the Ghibli movies that I have yet seen. Uh, I've not seen a lot. Oops. <laughs> 
I've not seen a lot of Ghibli films yet, if I had to be entirely honest. Let me think of the ones I have seen. Well, I've seen Spirited Away, because that was my episode one. That horrible, awful, terrible episode one that I just want to forget ever happened. I've stepped up and away from it so far at this point. I feel like I've figured out like my style of talking a little bit better, which I feel like is going to improve every single time I record this. You know, I really just want to have like an unfiltered, just sort of vomit of words right into this, uh, right into my cell phone, creating this podcast, just giving my ideas, my rough ideas and stuff. And, I, and some of it's because I'm a big fan of, like, uh, of comedy podcasts mainly. I love comedians whenever they do podcasts. I love Joe Rogan's podcast. I love Bill Burr's podcast. The newest uh, podcast I've been listening to has been, I think, Two Bears, One Cave. It's the, uh, <laughs> oh, God, what's the, what's his name? It's Burt Chrysler. And, uh, Tom Segura. Tom Segura. That's his name. His last name, dude. It's Spanish, but no telling where, how. I don't know a lot of Seguras. I don't know a lot of people. I'm kind of a fucking hermit. I kind of cape to myself. I kind of don't have any friends. I'm kidding. I have loads of friends. Many of which listen to this podcast, so I better fucking not say that. <laughs> uh, but that show, that podcast is so fucking funny. Those guys just are constantly... They, they've, what it is, they have the sort of friendship with one another where they know exactly what makes the other one laugh. And they've gotten so good at making each other laugh that it can be like back-to-back back-to-back jokes of them just hyperventilating at one another because of the shit they're able to say to get each other to laugh. I fucking envy that shit so much. I could use a good laugh sometimes, and sometimes it's hard, you know? Sometimes it's hard to decide to have a good time and do something with the people that you like. I mean, it's not because of, like, a self-loathing thing. I don't know what what my deal is or what my problem is, honestly. But it's like I occasionally go extended periods of time without hanging out with the people that I like. I don't know why the fuck I do that. I feel like that's fucking stupid. I should just hang out with the people I like and make myself laugh. That's why these people stay so happy. They've got friends that make them happy just by seeing each other. And, I've, and I miss that, man. I want that. I realize that none of this is related to the show that I am talking about. I got to- started talking about style. And I started talking about my personal life again. Fuck me, right? Who gives a shit about that? This show is called Anime Anchor. Well, you know what? It's told by a very sensitive man. You know? It's told by me. A very sensitive guy who, who loves his friends, but doesn't always know how to tell them that he doesn't want to see them. <laughs> you know? It's not like... Like, I, I feel like... 
Eh, maybe that's not true. I feel like for the most part, I do not have the capacity to be mad at my friends. Because anytime something happens between me and my friends, I usually assume on some level that it's actually like my fault. Even whenever it really isn't and I should just sort of let things go. And, or, uh, or maybe I should, even I have more of a right to be upset or something like that. But instead, I just like, oh no, I'm so sorry, I shouldn't have done I shouldn't have accidentally bumped into you that day. I'm sorry I didn't pay for your lunch that time. Maybe you shouldn't fucking hold it again. Whatever. You know? But, eh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Princess Mononoke. Oh, I was talking about Ghibli films I'd seen. I've seen Spirited Away. I've seen Mononoke now. I've seen Poco Rosso, and I've seen Howl's Moving Castle. I'm trying to remember if I've seen any more. I think that's it. Those are the only four I've seen. No, I've not seen My Neighbor Totoro. Not yet. I've not seen that one. People say it's good, but it's sort of seemed kiddie to me. And I don't know. I didn't think I would get much from it. But I'll probably end up watching it for this show if I had the gut. But all of Hayao Miyazaki's movies are very, very, very good for the most part. That's not a controversial statement. He's widely considered one of the best animated film directors of all time. Like, no one... No one would argue with with you in that regard, I feel like. Anyone who knows what they're talking about, at least. <sighs> Mononoke was... I, was, I just got finished watching some videos, because I actually watched this movie more than a week ago. And here I am, only now, just sort of recording this video and talking about it. So I just watched a few videos, just sort of remind myself what all goes on in the movie and all that. Bruh. Honestly, I had the I can't lie to you guys. I had a hard time finishing this film this time. I know. I know it's weird to me too. It's the same deal with like Cowboy Bebop. I had a hard time watching that one again. Even though I love these are shows and movies that I love that I'm having a hard time finishing. Like I have a few shows that I lined up, that I remember whenever I watched them the first time, I gave really high scores. I liked these films a whole bunch. But some of them, I feel like I'm almost like secretly dreading watching again for some weird reason. I can't really explain it, I just am. <laughs> ah. Like, I have to watch... I'm watching Code Geass. Eventually. Don't get your arms... Don't get all up in arms. It's, uh... I have some interesting things to say about Code Geass. And probably even more interesting things once I rewatch it again. But, uh... 
I am not fucking looking forward to watching that show again. And I loved it whenever I first watched it. At least the first season. The second season's kind of shit. But... <laughs> Uh-oh, spoilers for my thoughts. <laughs> Who honestly gives a shit what I think about anything? I don't understand why anyone would. But perhaps I shouldn't be trying to shoot my own podcast in the leg. <laughs> I'm really more looking forward to watching the shows that the program has, you know, selected for me that don't, that I have not seen, I mean, that I I have never seen before, or I've definitely heard of everything that's showed up so far, because I've been an anime fan for a very long time, I've watched hundreds of shows, lots of trash, I've watched... Lots of trash. I've had, I had very trash taste back in the time whenever I was actively watching a lot of anime. Back whenever I was a teenager. Now that I'm in my early 20s, I've got less time. I tend to watch less shit. But that means that whenever I do sit down to watch something, I try to watch things I think are going to be really good. Because because I have less time, I have less time to watch bullshit. I have less time to spend my life watching stuff that I don't enjoy. If I don't like something, I'm probably not going to fucking finish it. You know? Or, if it's for this show, I kind of have to finish it, you know? Because I, hey, I like it better. But you know what, that's the thing about shows, though. Because I don't think, if a show sucks for like two-thirds, of the, if the two-thirds of the show sucks, but it eventually gets good, then two-thirds of the show still sucks, even if the last third is fucking amazing. If it just blows your socks completely off, you still have to wade through like a mountain of shit to get to the good stuff. And I don't think that you should have to do that. I don't think that that's something that anyone should have to (laughs) endure. I feel like a good show, an honestly really good show, is going to be good from the offset. You shouldn't have to wade through the bad to get to the good. All of it should be good. Like, let's say if... (laughs) Let's say you have a park... In the park, there's this lake in the park. Makes up most of the park. And the lake is fucking full of garbage. (laughs) But there's like one small cove in the far end of the lake full of garbage where there's good fishing. (laughs) Some people tell you that that lake is worth like just fucking standing next to and smelling all day to catch the good fish. But I'd say maybe that that fucking fish isn't, uh, isn't worth it, in my opinion. I don't think it is. I don't, I'm not sticking around for the good fish if if the lake smells like piss. I'm not. That's fucking dumb. I don't know why anyone would do that. But that's definitely not how I feel about Princess Mononoke. Princess Mononoke is a great film. And it's a pro-environment film, too. 
usually I hate the sort of like animal rights, eco rights, or not, I guess not eco rights, but like these green, these hybrid green message shows. Most of them are just stupid and way overly heavy handed. And what it is is like so many of them, the problem I have with them is that so many of them point out the problems that we have in society, but give no kind of solutions. They offer, like, no sort of ideas, no methods to which we may be able to undo this damage. It's just pessimistic shit. So I can sit through these movies, like that that fucking movie that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio made a few years ago. God damn, how long ago was that? It was a few years ago, I think. I think that was the same year Trump got elected. So I think that was 2016. I don't remember. That was four years ago. It's weird to think that Trump has been president for four years. It definitely doesn't feel like that to me. I was 18 whenever he got elected. And now I'm 22. Turned 22 yesterday, by the way. yippee Kaye, I know. It's very, very important. <laughs> Oh. Um. Fuck was I talking about? Started talking about Trump. I completely lost my train of thought. Well, Mononoke is uh it's uh what I like about it is it is a pro environment piece. But it's not so heavy-handed. And it doesn't pretend like humans can just easily coexist with nature. It takes work and adapt and, you know, compromise on both sides. Nature can't coexist with the way humanity works without there having to be some sort of, like, measure in place. That's the fact. That's the truth. If there are a bunch of fucking wolves eating my iron workers, then you better believe that those iron workers are going to start shooting at the wolves. It's just going to fucking happen. We aren't just going to be like, oh, well, that's the way that nature works. No, and that's exactly what happens in this fucking movie. Like, the wolves come and they're killing folks. They are. They're just killing folks straight up. And these people are defending themselves. And they build this big, beautiful sort of iron fortress. And they're making iron and everyone's getting rich. And they're led by this like visionary of a leader who's a woman. She's a lady. But she's a she's tougher than any of the guys. She's smarter than everybody. She's awesome. She's a, she's a cool character. Who is then later in the movie framed as a villain because she has ambition. And I feel like that's bullshit. She's the real hero of this movie. Yes, the nature is... All the nature creatures are just like... They're existing to live. And I don't think that there are actual villains in this movie. Just sort of... Better or worse people. (laughs) Because... Or beings. Life. Life is inherently conflicting. Because if I want to live, 
I have to eat something else that's alive, and that thing doesn't want to be eaten. You know? Everything wants to be alive and continue existing. Nature's just that way. <laughs> Nothing wants to die, but things have to die for bigger things to live. And those bigger things make byproducts that allow smaller things to live. It's, it's a chain. It's a, it's a whole process. It's how nature works. It's very beautiful, except for all the death and shit. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Mononoke Hime. I heard that uh, Mononoke means uh, it means vengeful spirit. So the movie is literally called Princess of the Vengeful Spirit. That's what it means. And uh, you know, it's not really about the actual princess Mononoke. It's more about the the guy, the his name, I fucking don't remember his name. He's the hunter with the elk. He rides an elk. And he has, he gets attacked by this sort of demon creature that's like a boar god that got shot by one of Lady Abushi's people. Or maybe she shot it. I don't remember what they said. Either she shot it or one of the other people shot it. And it poisoned his blood. And it turned him into this vengeful demon creature that's covered in, like, black worms. And in the beginning, uh, Ashitaka, that's his name, Ashitaka, is fighting it off and accidentally gets some of these worms like, embedded in his arm. And his elders tell him that it'll kill him. It's going to eventually kill him. Unless if he had can, like make peace of the situation over there. <laughs> Which I guess he eventually does. I guess he eventually gets cured. Given the ending in the movie, which I will not spoil. And so that's what sets him on this whole quest to sort of bring the two sides together and figure out some sort of compromise. And unfortunately, that's not exactly what happens. There's it's kind of a happy ending kind of a sad ending because you know just like mass death is never fun this is not one of the Ghibli movies that you would play for a real little kid because there's a lot of dead and dying things in this also a guy's arm straight up gets shot off by a bow and arrow which isn't something I thought was physically possible but that happens in this movie this is definitely, like, the most violent Ghibli movie I've seen yet. Though. I'm sure there's worse. I heard Grave of the Fireflies is pretty fucked up. I also heard it's just plain sad. So. I guess we'll find out whenever I come around to seeing that. That shit. Ah. I didn't have much to work with my bar. I just have a cranberry and tequila because I didn't have any vodka. It's not that bad. It just sort of tastes like cranberry with a slight agave aftertaste. Not that bad. Can't complain. Um, the music. I shouldn't. It, 
I feel dumb for saying that the music in the Ghibli movie is good. Because they... All the movies... All of those movies are good. For, like, cinematically, story-wise, musically, pacing-wise. They're all very, very solid, very well-made films. And I doubt that anyone who knows what they're talking about could find something to complain about them. Because I certainly can. (laughs) The only thing I can say about this movie is I tried to finish it four times this week. (laughs) And I failed all four times. I've seen it before, so I know how it ends. But I just couldn't get through it. This movie feels like forever. You know what? I'm sure some people can who are watching this can relate to this. Remember Lord of the Rings Return of the King? I don't... Personally, I feel like the way the movies are paced... The first two Lord of the Rings movies feel like regular length movies. Even though, in the extended editions, they're both three... Three and a half hour long movies. Fucking ridiculous. Insanely long films. That most people wouldn't have the patience to sit down and watch all the way through in a single sitting. The only one of those films that feels that long to me is the last one. Because, God, they keep on coming up with ways to fucking raise the stakes. And they keep and, and, and once you get to the sort of ending of the movie, there's like dozens of endings. Like, like, oh, we have to remember these characters and see what they're doing after the war. And, and, then, and then they ride off into the sunset. Right? And he gives Sam the book and he's like, The Lord of the Rings. Now he's going to write The Lord of the Rings. In the big red book. For some reason... Princess Mononoke feels long like that for me. Even though I'm pretty sure it's two and a half hours. It's a... It's, you know, it's a long movie. But it's not so long to complain about it. I mean, like... For me, once movies get past two and a half hours, that's whenever I start complaining about it being too long. Like, at this point, I feel like I could have just started watching a show. You know... Another show that dominate my fucking life and that I had to marathon through. Because watching six episodes of a 30 minute, episode, 30 minute show is three hours, usually. Yeah, that's my math checks out there. <laughs> I didn't fail math the first time. <laughs> I don't know. Watching shows doesn't feel as long. It doesn't feel like as much of a... As much of a investment, <laughs> but watching really long movies like that, I don't know. It kind of feels like it goes on forever. By the way, I love Lord of the Rings. I'm a big fan of the books. I read them pretty much all the way through my childhood because my mom was also a huge fan. She read, she was reading me The Hobbit and those other books. <laughs> As young as whenever I was like three or four. I loved those books. 
I loved being read to as a kid. But I love reading now. Yet, I'm one of those people who say he loves reading, even though I barely read. I own loads of books, but I barely ever read. Whenever I sit down and try to read, I enjoy it. I enjoy sitting down with a book, a physical book, and reading. But I get tired so quickly. I let myself just get ugh, so, so tired. Which I realize is a problem with me. I know there's so many things out there that I could read that would make me so much happier. Books that help me out, you know? I haven't finished a book in three years. And that sucks. You know what? That's not true. I think I've read, like, manga and stuff. But does that really count? I count it. I feel like it counts. It counts more. <laughs> Just me making excuses for not doing a thing that I want to do. I get it. I should just sit down and read. I should make myself. I should set a timer. I should read for like 30 minutes to an hour every day. I should just find an hour, you know? Find an hour every day. Or 30, maybe just a half hour. I'll start it like that. And if I can find more time to read in a day and I have the desire to, I will. Like, I have this, I'll just sit down and, and read. Like, so far I've recorded for like a little over 30 minutes. I found time to talk for this long. I found enough things to say for this long. Well, last podcast is nearly an hour. I nearly got to the limit of what it allows you to record on this app. I can totally just like find the time to read the things I like. <laughs> things I want to read. There's so many books I still haven't read that I want to read. Manga, too. God, I've just been watching loads and loads of videos online about man like neat manga series that I want to try out and check. But doesn't... Reading manga online because there's no way I'm buying loads of volumes of shit whenever I can just read it online... I get that that's stealing. I don't give a fuck. I do the same thing for my shows. Because I don't feel like I... <laughs> I'm being ousted here. I shouldn't probably be saying that. Because I'm sure someone will hold it against me or something. Like, ah, you're an advocate for pirating anime that people work really hard on. You're the reason that you're everything that's wrong with this world. You're the reason that the anime industry is dying. I honestly don't feel like it's that that dire besides out of like the percentage of anime fans over on this side I know that it's getting bigger you know I realize that I realize that uh, we're finally making a dent in whether or not a show does well fans over here in the states and outside of Japan all over the world but do you think they really care? No. I don't give a fuck what we think. 
They only care about, like, domestic shit. They make these shows that perform well over there. <laughs> and it just so happens that weirdos like me and all of you find these shows somehow. And we just like them. We like them even though they're not really made for us. We're like the bronies. <laughs> We like something that we wasn't made for us, they didn't account for us existing, but now we're hardcore fans, and we don't plan on stopping, and they're just sort of like, cool, more money for people to sink into, more money for us to shill off of people. That's neat. That's totally what's happened here. It's just anime is significantly less cringe than ponies, I feel like. Not all of anime. There's some shit that is equal or worse, I feel like, than the My Little Pony fandom. I'm not hating on My Little Pony, by the way. If you like that shit, fucking like that shit. It's not for me, but, you know, don't let anyone tell you that your shit isn't cool. If it's cool to you, then they shouldn't give a shit. And if they do give a shit, then fuck them. It's not any of their business. You can tell... If someone's making you feel bad, you can tell them the fuck off. Maybe not use that those that statement exactly. Maybe be a little bit more <laughs> respectful than just telling everyone the fuck off. But you get what I mean. Doesn't matter what you listen to. Doesn't matter what you read or watch or talk about. Like to talk about. If it makes you happy and you're not hurting anyone, then who gives a fuck? Only an asshole would make you feel bad for the shit that you like. So, Princess Mononoke. I feel like this show's this movie is really, really good. I didn't like it as much as uh, Spirited Away. But I definitely feel like... It's it's up there in stars. I'd say it's almost a perfect film. I just feel like it's a little bit too long. There's some shit in there that doesn't necessarily need to be there. If I had, if I could, there's a little bit that I'd cut out, like maybe less boars, like less with the pigs. There's stuff that they can establish quicker. Like, the whole subplot with, like, the monk guy that, you know, with the, like, the big wart on his face that walked with the shoes, the really uncomfortable-looking shoes. Like, I don't feel like his character contributed very much, or, like, his contribution didn't necessarily need to be in the movie. I feel like that you could cut, like, 20 minutes of the film right there. But I guess he has... He has something to play in the climax of the film, but they could easily have swapped him out with someone else. Maybe make Ibushi slightly more villainous and make her more take on more of the roles that he does. I don't know. I don't know. They wanted, really want the focus on there being not no villain in this movie. And nobody's a villain. Everyone just has jobs. Everyone either just wants to be alive or they have a job to do. And I think that's actually really cool. I don't know. 
I feel like if I did change something about this movie, that I would just actively somehow make it worse. So I'm not going to pretend like I know better than a multi... No better than an Academy Award winning director. I don't. I just feel like... I just sort of have kind of an opinion about something. And because this show's about my opinion, giving my thoughts on shit, I felt like I should try to articulate it and give it. So I'd say I'd probably, I'm going to give this show a 9 out of 10. Because it's really good. I would recommend it anyone who likes Ghibli already. I would recommend it too. I would also consider this a great movie to show to friends that have never seen anime before. Or or friends that have not seen Ghibli before. Specifically. You don't even need to tell people this is anime if you don't want to. This is just a really good movie. And I feel like Miyazaki films kind of exist outside of the world of anime's bubble anyways. I... Don't see how that would make sense because they're very Japanese, but the way they're made, they're made with a very different philosophy, I feel, than most anime is made. Because so much of anime is very cannibalistic, and Miyazaki's work is not. <laughs> Miyazaki's work is not, ba- is not an anime based on anime, like so much of the shit that is made nowadays. Like so many. So much of the shows that are coming out these days are just sort of like generic idea with weird twist. You know? It's very. And that's what I mean by cannibalistic. It's just anime based off of ideas from other anime with very little original each and every time. To the point where whenever someone just sort sort of makes a normal ass idea for a show, it's almost like a huge breath of fresh air. (laughs) <laughs> like like Megalobox from Oh god, how long ago did that come out? Megalobox is a good fucking show. I want to rewatch that sometime. But it's just a boxing show. You know? I like boxing. I like fighting. I really got into it. It was a regular old sort of like tournament show with a up and coming underdog boxer. And it follows his story as he rises to the top. You know what? It's nothing special. (laughs) It doesn't break a lot of boundaries or it doesn't break a lot of new ground. But you know what? Just because it was just so damn refreshing to have a show that's just willing to be like standard, a little bit standard and normal. I don't know. It wasn't trying to be weird, and it didn't feel like it was cannibalizing on something. It didn't feel like it was just trying to be this show, but with this twist. And that's the same thing with all of Miyazaki's work. It's based off of a love for nature and folklore. And he there's all these different sort of stories that he wants to tell about childhood and history. It's not the same sort of philosophy that most shows come from. I believe he's even said as much in interviews and talked about this. And that's probably where I'm getting most of these ideas I'm talking about right now. Because I've watched several interviews with Hayao Miyazaki. 
such a brilliant man, really, really sharp. Very sad that he is properly retired now. But I don't blame him. <laughs> I definitely don't blame him. Because anima animated movies are fucking hard, and they look fucking hard to make. Oh, God. That reminds me, I watched, uh... Oh, what is it? Fantasia. I finally got my... I finally knuckled over and si signed up for my uh, Disney Plus account to watch Hamilton. Was not... Was not, uh disappointed there the show was very very good i'd only ever heard the soundtrack and i loved several of the soundtrack tracks for hamilton i'm finally watching the play as it was meant to be seen that was uh, a really good time but while i was on there i i watched uh, after i finished watching hamilton i watched fantasia with my roommate for the first time. I'd never seen it before. And oh my god. If you've not seen Fantasia before, which I feel like I feel like I'm sort of weirdly out of the loop in regards to Disney stuff. I didn't grow up with it, so I haven't seen a whole bunch of Disney movies. I'd probably be doing myself a favor if I started a Disney podcast instead. But I would run out of shit pretty quick. I don't care that much. But Fantasia, the animation style and work that goes into that fucking movie is astounding to me. Really and truly astounding. And you know what? They really had a, a fucking out-of-this-world great idea whenever they made that film. Take some of the most famous tracks of classical music ever and then add beautiful Disney animation. And boom, you have an amazing classic movie. Full of insane creativity, skill, and, and amazing animation skill. Animation that I feel like would stand up today, would blow modern studios today out of the water. I really was blown away. Uh, one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Even, even if it was purely from a stylistic persuasion <laughs> but yeah <laughs> so Princess Mononoke is very good <laughs> you guys sort of got to hear about my life and what's going on with that I'm gonna say that's a night <laughs> and tell you guys thank you very 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 much for listening I'm not sure why I feel like this episode kind of dragged a bit, but it's done now. I've been talking for nearly an hour. <laughs> ah, I need a co-host. That's what I need. Definitely. All those pauses will be filled in with some fucking dialogue then. <laughs> Evan, if you're listening, the fuck, man? You need to get on here with me. Come on, man. We'll talk about Ava and shit. Let's do it. Yeah? <laughs> hey, you guys have a wonderful night. Uh, and keep living. Keep your head off the ground and have a wonderful night. But <laughs> as I casually die off of camera, bye bye now.